Now you can go. <laughs> she's such a snobby. Welcome to Box Talk, everybody. <laughs> this is Tiffany, and we got Jill. She, Jill. She's so pushy. Yeah, and we're introducing my most special person in my life. Treat her like a sister. Jess, I've known you for so long. I mean, you've always had this like place in my heart, and I know we're going to get on this topic, but... It's I, I've always loved you for your crazy and you, the, the better part of you. Because I know we're all crazy bitches. So. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I want you to know that yourself. <laughs> over the course of the years, you have really taken my breath away because of the growth and the leadership you've taken on and your philosophy in life. And Get on one knee already, holy. I'm not, I just want to really introduce her because I feel like we have a really level-headed chick here and somebody who has, you know, experienced a lot in her life, in her personal life. And you take on a lot of what people have going on around you, but you, um, you hold that really close to your heart without, or with healthy boundaries. I've learned how to compartmentalize that. I love and that. like not take it on. Yeah. yeah. Love you. Love that about you. So it's anyways, welcome Jess Baxter. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a warm welcome. Yeah, no Thank shit. Thank you. I feel like royalty. Why don't Can you welcome me now? like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined the No, I didn't. podcast is over. Restart. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a, I mean, we haven't had to really uncensor too much yet, but you know how the conversation can go pretty much that was like a perfect girls. welcome though like we've got dare i say hmm. just over two decades what yeah i met you 20 years I, ago yeah Whoa. I, well i was Holy. i was eight and i'm 29 wow i mean wow. i'm 22 with a few years experience <laughs> <laughs> and i'm on my seventh anniversary of my 30th birthday yeah there you go yeah whatever <laughs> seventh week anniversary <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel young. <clears throat> I could never say I feel old. I feel like you only get old when you start like thinking that you're old. When you have that mentality, like I've met some people who are like, I have one of my closest friends is in her well into her sixties, and she has like the mindset that she's not old. Like she's young. She's still doing whatever she wants to do, and like she has the wisdom behind her years for sure. But like you I think never, those are like my favorite people. Yeah, I you never look at them like and be that. like, you have retired your life already. Like you're old. Those are the and people that like, I think no, are old. And they're like, no, I have so much more life to experience. I, as much as I've been here, I know there's a shit ton more I can mm -hmm. learn and mm -hmm. know. And oh, yeah. I feel old. My Why? body hurts. I'm just yeah, because you're training like a mofo. I need oils. Yeah, I just feel old. Uh, oils. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jill, you do oils. Yeah, I do oils. Too. Yeah, I do. My girlfriend has a company that I do. It's wicked. Yeah. Have you ever heard of um, Wildflower Botanicals? Um, it sounds familiar, but I don't know anything about them. Yeah. So what are you putting on right now? Um, I'm putting on Valor. Valor is, it yeah, it smells delicious. Ooh. It's got uh, black spruce, <coughs> blue tansy, and I feel like I should know the other ingredient, but I can't remember right now. I could tell you. It's um like Young Living's like courage oil. Mm. Yeah. So what do you do for work? Um, I have a couple jobs. I first off, I'm a mom. <laughs> Hardest job in the world. It yeah. is. Sorry, and it just is. It's blue. 
Yeah, it's blue tansy is blue. Oh, okay. And from April to December, I work on a fish boat. And 365 days a year, I um, share essential oils with Young Living. Cool, cool. Um, okay, so with the fish boat, I want to know about that. You were telling okay, me. the fish boat. Um, my, there's like three test boats that go out for the government on the Fraser River. And we each have a different section that we go to or like a different spot. And we throw out a gill net across the river. Mm-hmm. Um, let it dri- We drift with it out for half an hour, pull the net in. And my job is to be on the boat and like record all of the data. So like I keep track of whatever f- fish we get, um, whether they're male or female, what species of salmon they are. Um, I weigh them, measure them, take DNA off them. So like scales or like I hole pinch their fi- hole punch their fins and like put it in a book and they are all numbered and everything. And then I send it off to the Department of, Defish- of Fisheries and Oceans and they decide whether or not the salmon fishing is gonna be open this year. And then we also- um, How many fish do you have to catch to decide that? Um, it's basically, well, every year is different because fish come out, come in cycles. So like certain species of salmon will go out to the ocean and stay out there longer and then they come back so mm. um every four years is like pink a pink run so every year we have a different how many species of salmon is there Ooh, lots really yeah lots um when like we hundreds or like thousands no like like you could count them all okay but okay. so when we go out we fish for spring salmon which is also known as king salmon that's like the really nice really chunky pink fillets that you get mm-hmm. um and they go all the way up to like 50 or 60 pounds. They're pretty big. And then uh, we She'll also... She'll the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she will. I'm just moving your mic. She just wants to pretend she's touching the mic. Well, next time I'll just grab your boob. Okay? <laughs> there you go. I'll just full on massage it. So <laughs> we fish for spring salmon, uh, chum salmon, pink salmon, and coho. We keep track of steelhead, but we don't keep them. Um, and sometimes the boat will get a commercial opening, so they go out for like 24 or 30 cool. hours at a time. And we also keep track of sturgeon. This is like, uh, we volunteer to do this, our boat. So if we get a sturgeon in the net, we make sure that it's okay, and we measure it and make sure it has a tag in What's in the it? biggest sturgeon you've Cause those suckers got in the net? Huge. Yeah. Um, really I want to say that the biggest one that I've ever seen is probably like 11 or 12 feet, which like the record <gasps> in the Fraser River is like 12 feet. And it was a monster. Like, if I remember correctly, which everybody has a different perception, but I, its head was, like, this big. And we had a hard time getting it out of the net. Like, it was so big, we couldn't even pull it on the board. So, for the people that are listening, she basically rounded her hands into a pumpkin. A large pumpkin. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was really head. big. Yeah. It was huge. And they're like dinosaurs. Their scales hurt. Well, their bones are on the outside of their body. Their bones are called scoots. Oh. Those are, like, the... Um, like pokey things that come Do out of their back and their sides. The Not that I know of. That's oh. where all their meat is and they have cartilage and stuff, but their bones are on the outside. But you wouldn't want to eat a sturgeon. Apparently, sturgeon is super tasty. Wow. Yeah, it's illegal to eat it here because they're an endangered species, but okay. in different countries, you totally can. And uh, sturgeon caviar is like a huge delicacy. Crazy. So when you're saying you saw a sturgeon that size, was it something that you guys caught or like... Yeah, well, because our nets sometimes, depending on the water, they drag on the bottom of the 
of the river. Do you get to put them back? Oh, we always put them back. We and make sure that they're, they're healthy and that they're okay, okay, and we put them back. I've never, ever, ever seen a dead sturgeon or one that's even close to death or one that's, like, hurt where you Pretty are wondering. Animals. Yeah, they're or super strong. Bottom feeders. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's um actually... Oh, and the smallest one that I've ever seen is, was so small. You know, like the um, little Blistex chapstick containers? Yeah. Um, it could, like, wrap around it. Oh. And that was it. It was, like, the size of, like, a minnow. It a was so surgeon? tiny. Mm -hmm. Oh. So that yeah. was, like, cool. a baby. Super baby, like, brand Cute. new baby. Cool. Do you know how long it takes for it to get that size? Uh, or, like, for a larger size? Like... Sturgeon can live up to like 100, 150 years, yeah. um, but they grow a certain length, which is like a couple feet in their first couple of years of life, and then they grow one inch every year after. Oh, okay. So when you see oh like... Oh my gosh. Yeah, when you see so like that 12 sturgeon, is like, like 120 massive. years. Yeah. Wow. So your 12 footer, if we're due to, due to the math, how old do you think that one would have been? Because you guys... Oh, did you, oh, did you measure? Is that one of the ones that you measure? You just no, we didn't get to measure. That was just like an If eyeball. it was 12 feet, it could have been anywhere from like 120 years to 900 years, no. right? Or well, not no, they don't live that long, but like it could be like a 100-year-old fish. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Dinosaurs. It's really cool when we tag them, though, because um, all of the people that volunteer to do this... Um, or the sturgeon committee, they, we can actually figure out where they travel to and like how far they go away and where they migrate to and where they, where they like to hang out. So we have some that we see all the time and they just stick are around in the tagged? river. Yeah, they are tagged. That's how we know because we right. scan them when they come in the boat and you're like, I've seen you before. It's funny. I think when you said that, I blanked out and I missed that part. Oh, that's okay. It just happened. That's okay. <laughs> we have brain for spots. I'm a mom. It happens. Mom brain. You can't use that mom brain I anymore. Can't. I'm allowed. She has two psycho banshees that like rule her life. Of course she can. <laughs> psycho banshees. Is that, that way sometimes. Is that a bad des descriptive the word? With one. their yeah. dragons. Oh god. Charlie. <laughs> so I want to talk about your mom group. Bad moms of BC. Yes. That's mm. what I wanted to get into this conversation about. Okay. Tip wants to talk about oils, I think, a little bit. Oh, well, we do can everything. Dabble in whatever. I've got lots of stuff on the go. Jess talks a lot. I talk my face off. But it's always good information. <laughs> okay, so when did you start this mom group? Um, Bad Moms is just turned a year old in January. That's it? Yep. No way. Yeah, it's okay. grown like 3,700 moms are a part yep. of my group. And it is, I love it. I love it. Jill, yes. you're on there all the time, aren't you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, girl! <laughs> I, uh, I started Bad Moms um, shortly after my son was born because, you know, like social media is a huge thing. And um, I kept getting added to these mom groups and I found that they were really, really, really clicky and I really didn't like it. Like, I've always been a huge advocate for open discussion and like everybody's going to have differences, but as long as you just respect each other and respect your differences, then I think that people can mostly get along. So, but that wasn't happening in any of the mom groups I was in. So, um, my husband and I were watching Bad Moms Christmas and I was like, I should make my own group. He goes, oh, you so should. You should call it Bad Moms. So <laughs> I started Bad Moms of BC thinking that my friends would join it and maybe have like 50 people that I knew and like friends of friends around town. And here we are, 13 months later, with almost 4,000 moms in there. 
And it totally took me by surprise. Like I love that. I wanted to create a group where people could talk about like taboo <coughs> subjects and not be like super judged or criticized or kicked out and like where there was a place of like unconditional support for people, whether you're a mom who's like struggling on social assistance and you're trying to make ends meet and you're or, or you're a single mom or and and you know, you're trying to discipline your teenagers or you're trying to figure out how to balance like your work life and stuff, like people can reach out to that or you know like moms I have a real wealthy mom friend in like a hoity-toity school on the island and she has like so much mama drama and so much problem within the school district but I wanted it to be when it started to grow I wanted it to be a bigger group so that there was like all kinds of people well everybody that could relate well exactly because everybody in that group is a mom mm -hmm. and yeah. a lot of the that's mom a that's a huge that's yeah. a common, common. Yeah. well and a lot of the mom groups that I was in it was like um, from pregnancy until they're one year old and then you have to leave the group or it was like for toddlers oh. or whatever and I just feel like that's not that's not fair like some people have kids like you have Charlie and Cohen who have a decent age gap between them like yep. you couldn't yep. I just wanted one group where everybody could find support I and find everybody could convenient. make friends I must say because just having one place to go I'm not on any other mom groups me either. nor do I care to be yeah but I love the diversity of this one because you got you got both. I'm yeah, thirteen year old. That's something that I hear about a lot, actually, and yeah. I feel like that's like that humbles me greatly. Yeah. That I'm I started this group kind of as a joke and and kind of like just for my own personal life. Well, it's and more now like, it's turned into this thing that so many people find support, and I think it's it's no, humbling. you jump yeah, two feet it. in and you develop something that you weren't seeing around you. It hadn't been developed yet. Yeah, and true. you know, you had this vision. You're a very good visionary. You're very, very well rounded in that. I've sense. always had my head in the clouds. That's yeah, probably why I thought it wouldn't go anywhere, and it would just be right. my friends because I thought it was a great group. But I didn't know how many people would jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, you're just kind of thinking what everybody else is thinking, and you said it. <laughs> it's like it's like saying what everybody thought. Yeah. So I, um, have, have you had to remove women? All the time. This is like a daily event. Okay. To walk um, us through something like that. So, do we swear on this? Yes. Thing? Okay. So, my only rule <laughs> is that you don't call each other whores, bitches, and cunts. It just doesn't happen. Like, mm -hmm. this is not the place to do that. Like, I, I try and, like, I try and, this has been such a big personal growth adventure for me because I'm usually really quick to react to bullshit. But um, I really try and, like, put myself in that person's shoes and, like, maybe she's over, maybe she's just heated. Maybe she's, like, you know, really offended by something. Maybe she's having There's a, a really, really tough day and her kids yep. are just pissing her off or her husband or whatever. And she is just letting loose right now. So usually before I remove somebody, if they're just being super nasty, I'll message them and be like, hey, like. That's a big job for you. Yeah, but uh, but I She's care about but I care about people. Like I don't get paid for it, so this is like straight out of the goodness of my heart. But like I I want to message people and just give them the benefit of the doubt and give them the opportunity because, you know, if they're having a bad day, like we've all been there. And yeah. With almost four thousand women, it's bound to happen like at least a couple times a day. So I try and message them, and it's depending a lot on of women to manage, to, depending <laughs> on how their response to me is. Like mm -hmm. if they're just straight up nasty to me, then it's like okay, well. Sorry that you didn't find the group useful. I hope that your situation improves and I'm removing you from the group. Or um, 
you know, sometimes I, I message the people and they're like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really didn't mean to be like that. I just, I got so heated and I'm having a really bad day, blah, blah, blah. Like it won't happen again or whatever. Then it's totally fine. And I just delete the thread and leave the people in the group. But you've posted a couple videos, which I love. Well, because they always pick the time to like have, get these massive fights going. They always pick it when I'm away. And okay, so what happened? like, <laughs> I didn't watch no, any of these. There's tons of these there's things. Tons of things. Okay, I haven't seen them. So Jess will basically come on, she'll <clears throat> post a video and she'll be like, okay, listen, bitches, I'm fucking tired <laughs> of this shit. I'm tired of someone calling so-and-so bitch and judging this and judging that. This shit is going to stop. I have zero <clears throat> tolerance for it. And really just calls it right, like lays it on the table. Whether or not you're referring to a specific situation. I try really hard to not single people out. Yeah, and making it a general because you know that a lot of people are fighting those words. They're fighting those emotions. They want to get involved. They want to say, I don't fucking agree with that. Oh my God, I can't believe, you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter, like we have to, we have to take responsibility for what we say. And no, once you say something in, in, terms of judgment you're opening a whole can of worms i know what people are entitled to their opinions but i agree well, you don't have to way. attack someone no to have an opinion totally yeah if you can go about it in a classy way and in, in almost like it's separating it for like t treating it more like business that's kind of the way that i look at it too is like if i have to get in the middle of a situation i have to try really really hard no matter how passionate i might be about the topic at hand that's being debated i have to diplomatic. try really hard be, to be di diplomatic yeah. keep my own personal opinion out of it and just do whatever is better for the gander like for the yeah. group so that's really hard and i have to remember that whatever interaction the people in the group have with me that's my name out there that's my reputation that's their like first impression or last impression or whatever of me and there's 3700 women in the group people like I walk into a grocery store and people are like oh hey Jess and I'm like oh hi like how do I know you and she's like oh bad moms so like you're just gonna have to assume I just have to assume that it's gonna whatever I say is gonna be talked about amongst yeah. people and I want people to have a good interaction with me I don't want yeah. that to be like out in the world that I was just this unfair bitch who didn't give people a chance. Yeah. That's not who I am. Yeah. Um, the post I made, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know I'm a bitch. I stuck up for myself. <laughs> right? Like, whatever. I, I think you've put yourself out there enough to show the other side of you where, like, you're just the loving, more compassionate side and the village mentality, community side. But I hammer down when I have to. Sure. Like, in the last summer, um, I made a post about something like before I left, I was going to the island for a week, a May long weekend. And I was like, we're all away. Let's enjoy the weekend. Like try and keep the drama off the page. If you absolutely need anybody, like message one of us, but I'm the only one that's out of town. So just keep it real. I'll be back on Tuesday or whatever. And the most drama, the most drama, like girls were calling each other Surrey sluts and like, Whoa. oh, I, you look like a welfare crackhead oh bitch. Like God. just going on like, Don't oh, I, I heard you fucked so-and-so's boyfriend. Like you're a fucking homewrecker. And they're just going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, uh, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like three sheets <coughs> to the wind hammered. And I made a live video and I was just like, listen, bitches, like... Is that the one you had Jack in the video? I don't know. I've done so many now, you I don't know. So <laughs> it's there like every three months we need like a cleanup in the site. 
And just a reminder, I'm really sad right now, actually, because with all the, the um, this totally different topic, I'm not going to get super into it, but like with all the vaccinations and the measles outbreak. scares and outbreak yeah. and, and the huge debate of anti-vaxxers and pro-vaxxers right now, yeah, um, I had to hop on there and that was really hard to bite my tongue about what you believe in, what I believe in, but yeah. I had to shut the whole page down and I had to kick out like, probably like 10 or 15 people just because moms were getting so nasty Mm. on that topic Mm. Mm -hmm. it's it's a tough topic it is a tough topic it's like politics right there and what's your opinion my opinion um i actually i'm i'm really not political i i'm not i don't i do certain vaccinations for my kids i won't do them all Mm-hmm. And I've seen results in children from vaccinations, even though it was a one in a million. I've seen children go blind. Mm-hmm. I've seen the kid normal, not normal. Autistic, yeah. So that that is always a play in my mind. But we cannot ignore epidemics like the measles and the things that can. Yeah. Like once you're sick with that, if you're sick with it for too long, or you don't take care of that shit. You're going to have long-term mm-hmm. issues as well. Just the same. What's your opinion, Jess? I'm very pro-vax. You are? Yeah. I think that if you don't try and do your best to protect your kids against what um, these diseases that have been eradicated that like kill people by the hundreds of thousands at one point, and the only reason it doesn't is because of modern medicine and vaccinations, then it's just ignorant. And I try really hard to like respect people's opinions because... Being a mom is so hard. Being a parent and making the right decisions that you feel is best for your kids is really difficult. And in a day and age where um, the internet is so easily accessible and Mm -hmm. all these moms have these blogs and these posts and whatever, um, I think it's really easy to get your... Um, I don't know how, no, how I want to say it. it. It's, cluck away? Yeah, it's really, it's really, really easy to like get some misinformation mm. or, or s- jump on somebody else's thought process, you know? Like, yeah. I think it's really easy for that. Um, for someone to change your view very easily. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially, like, there's a lot of people that are having kids real young. There's a lot of people in different cultures and stuff, and I totally get that, and I appreciate it. And we're all just trying to do the best that we can and make the best decisions 100%. that we can for our kids. So, like, you know, if some mom doesn't want to do it, then... I can respect where she's coming from and I'm not going to like condemn her in my personal life because yeah. she doesn't do that. But I'm definitely going to take um, the precautions that I feel are necessary to protect my child yeah. and my family. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's I, where really it should be coming from. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, for you don't sure. Need to, if you're a good leader, mm-hmm. people will appreciate, you know, your opinion on things, but mm-hmm. we're not here to convince people otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's... um. I have my own opinion and I try really hard to keep it to myself. I have anxiety actually right now for saying it out loud on something that's public because I, really well. I've like <laughs> kept it. I'm like getting sweaty and like hot. I agree, I <laughs> quiet. I agree with Terrible. you. I am also pro vaccination, but I, I was, um, when Jackson was little, 
I was reading a bunch about boys and getting autism from it and just their brains not developing properly. So I decided to take my own route and I was like, I will vaccinate my son before he starts school mm -hmm. because he has to be. So you did a delayed vaccination. But I'm going to delay it. Yeah. And I'm going to do it on my terms and I'm not going to like do seven shots on one day. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't think that that's necessary. So, so we're all completely different here. Yeah. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And but I did it that route. Time, it's, it's, it's more like almost like a roundabout <clears throat> yeah. um, thought about it. I don't feel like in any of our opinions on it, we're saying, no, that's wrong. No, not no, at all. No, we're doing no. what's right for Because my nieces and, and nephews family. aren't vaccinated and I don't look at their moms who are my cousins and think like oh shame on you mm -hmm. i'm like you made a decision for your kid and now you have to stand by that decision if that's my whole stance too is if that's the decision that you make then stand by it know your facts don't base it on something that you read on the internet like go and talk about it with your naturopath or your doctor and really really educate yourself because no matter what you're doing if you're vaccinating your kids or you're not vaccinating your kids you're giving you're taking a risk yep. and which one is the lesser of two evils or which one is the best choice to make for you and for your family and if you have a huge fear that your kid is going to get sick or have be the one in a million that gets an adverse reaction to the vaccination then don't do it mm -hmm. if you have to do what you're comfortable with as a mom <clears throat> i i do hate that the doctor who um just because it was said twice that the doctor who uh came out with the whole autism and vaccinations um he actually admitted that he lied about the study that causes autism with vaccinations and he got stripped of his medical license and it's been so hard to come back from that whole thing and one of the reasons why so I've learned and I'm not forcing my opinion on anybody but one of the reasons why there was this big thing about like when you get vaccinated then you can get autism or whatever that there's a connection between the two of them is because that's the age range that most kids get their vaccinations like their 12 month and 18 month shots or whatever is usually when autism starts to show yeah so a lot of people mistake that when they can't, <coughs> they can't scientifically correlate yeah. like a cause for that or autism yeah. from vaccination so it's just hard to like debunk some of the myths and i'm sure that there's some myths with like um that, that anti-vaxxers know about pro-vaxxers or like, or about well, vaccines or whatever. Yeah, 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 for sure. Everything. Yeah. But it's like, what hits home for you? Yeah. You know? That's what I do like about your mom group though, is I, <coughs> I just ran into a problem recently. Um, the school is trying to suggest that my son has ADHD. Mm -hmm. And then we went to a specialist and I mean, the guy didn't even talk to my son. <laughs> he was sleeping the whole time. And How old is your son? He's seven. Mm -hmm. um, he was super sick, so we go in there, and he was medicated from having his cold, and he fell asleep the whole time. So I'm like, you can't say that he has ADHD. Mm -hmm. He's sleeping. Yeah, you haven't seen And he, him. like, read the teacher's notes and said that he agreed, and then his dad thinks for sure he does. And I'm like, I just don't see I don't see it. Like, I don't. My son does not have ADHD. I just don't see it at all. Like I'm, and I'm not a mother in denial. I wouldn't be afraid to say if he did. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Um, so then I posted that on the group, and there was just so, like, 32 people replied. That's amazing. In a positive? There was few, like, that was, like, 
more in a sense of like what would be wrong with medicating your child. I felt like they were attacking me in that sense. Maybe was because like, they I didn't say anything to was do wrong. that with their child. Yeah. Right. Just everyone with their own stories, I think. Yeah. And it was great. It's great to read them and have an idea. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, uh, because I have, my son was like very active, like around that age. And to be honest, the kid drove me crazy the most between seven and nine. I almost couldn't stand him. And I went to the point of just talking to his teachers and they're like, uh, like, what's your take on it? Like, how is his schoolwork? Well, his schoolwork is like, anytime he does it, he aces everything. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very comprehensible. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, instead of going the route and seeing he has ADHD, is he gifted? Because it runs in my husband's family, the, the, the intellectual... Uh, smarts on his family is very high and it runs in within all of his dad's side. <coughs> so, um, well, it ended up turning out that, yeah, like the kid was bored. The kid was bored. And he was very, he always had to be the clown of the class. And he's always making noises and moving and all that sense. But I feel like that is a wide range of boys. And maybe, maybe Colin, maybe he was the most rambunctious in his class. But when he comes home, I can see the attention. If I give him an order, he does it. He listens to, um, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what's expected of him. Those are, and I see that in your boy. Yeah. So he's, he takes direction very well. Oh, he's so disciplined. He's super engaged. He's compassionate. He's creative. And he's just like so lighthearted. I just don't. I just see sometimes it's just a boy being a boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But I'm not. I'm not taken away f- from the kids that you know do have this issue. Like I, I can't. I can't say that that's all bogus because I've never. I've never walked in those shoes. Mm-hmm. But I'm close enough to you to say, I don't see. I see. Yeah, all of my boy. girlfriends and my clients have been like, what? No, yeah. like just shocked at it, and I'm like, I, I know, like I'm just as confused as you are. Aww. Well, <clears throat> kids from split families behave very differently at different parents' houses, and I know this because I come from a, a broken family, and my mom thought one thing at some point, and my dad thought a completely different thing, and it was all because of how I was reacting to my environment and how mm-hmm. I was dealing with things. So. Um, like, he might have ADHD, but if you think that he's fine in your home and the way that you see him behave, but his dad thinks something else, then it could just be, like, a behavioral thing. And, like, yeah. It's a very valid point, Jess. Mm. I, and I actually, that's a point that I I knew, but I kind of forgot, mm-hmm. you know, because I have seen that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did bring up with um, his principal and his teacher. I was like, he has always been an anxious kid as far as going to his dad's house. Like, he just doesn't, <coughs> not his first choice. Um, and so it is different parenting. It's completely different. And when you've got a kid who, he comes home to my house, he always gets his check mark from his teacher. And then all I hear is he's not getting it at his dad's. And I'm like, what the heck are they doing? Yeah, that'd be frustrating. But I think they're so worried about him staying w- on the top of the class with everyone else that they're just like beating it in him to do the work. And I'm like, you need to give a kid a chance to play, to get that out, yeah. to get their like. Well, here's a really cool thing like that I 
experience with my son was in class when the teachers indicated that he had a little more energy to expel and there was lots of other kids in the school that had this they would literally send them outside go for a run Mm -hmm. around the field and the kids were excited to do those things they didn't see it as a job they didn't see it as a punishment they seen it like sweet they they're naturally riddled with energy and they just they just need to they can feel that they need to let it for go. sure yeah let them go outside give them five ten minutes come back when you're done mm-hmm. and i think if kids don't learn if the kids aren't given that opportunity um when they're younger to learn how to expel that kind of energy then that energy can quickly turn negative because mm. they're always told that like they're not doing good enough at the things they really need to focus on or they're not um you know keeping up with other things where they just have all this energy that needs to come out like i was like that as a kid and then i ended up it, it just manifested into something negative yeah and i'm learning again that like when I first wake up in the morning is not work time. That is like burn my energy, like clear my mind, do my thing. And I think that you have to learn that from a young age to. Yeah. 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 Understanding your body. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, I'm thinking, I think about that as an adult where it took me to be an adult. Well, cause I didn't have the mentorship and the guidance, but mm-hmm. like it took me to my adulthood. Did I say adultship? <laughs> I, I was wondering I what you were saying. <laughs> adulthood to to learn to correlate my mind with my body Tiffany's reached the mothership and the adultship (laughs) the tiffisms I I have a tendency to make up my own language sometimes I do too I have my whole dictionary in my head in your head (laughs) I just thought of this one thing with bad moms Um, I feel like I'm like constantly fighting this um, preconceived notion of what motherhood is and we all have it and like some moms get super defensive and that's just how like uh society has has allowed us to be and it's kind of shaped that because before if you think back when my mom I remember my mom talking to her friends about things that she did with me and vaccinations and whatever and it was never it was never an argument it was never like people weren't talking about you know if they circumcise their sons or if they vaccinate their kids like it just wasn't a thing and now that it is a thing with social media people are so easy to get their back up because they think that they're automatically going to be they want to be attacked right. and they want to be right yeah. and this is a total learned behavior and i'm kind yeah. of like fighting against that like no we or, don't have to be that way we don't have to do this like like they're hiding behind their their phones so oh, they think totally. like totally keyboard think, warriors i can i can make this comment i can be rude because I'm, I'm hidden behind my phone. I'm at home in my living room. I'm not faced in front of people. Well, and see those people, the way that I, I look at... I can only imagine if one of those girls said something like that to my face. The only... Well, that's the point. way they that I see these slaps. girls... It's just what happened. ...that say this and do these things is that they are feeling stifled in their own life. Yeah. And that there's no way... Like, I'm pretty free... I speak freely. Like, whatever I think... I, I don't have a filter installed. But I never... But you're diplomatic. I never I keyboard it's... warrior anybody. No. And it's not like, oh, no, I don't want to get involved in that. It's like, I just, I don't feel the need to do that. But then all these other people, I just kind of think, like, maybe you're just feeling stifled. Maybe you're not right with your decision. Maybe, like, you're feeling insecure or whatever. And that's how this comes out. Um, for... I'm too nice. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say that it's about, like, you not having a filter I think it's about being secure enough in yourself to know that when you when you speak your mind 
Like, it's something that you truly believe in. Like, I don't, I've, I've listened to you talk. I'd say that you have a filter. You don't just say the stupidest shit. You know what <laughs> you I mean? You haven't spent enough time with me. Yeah, but. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. Thank you. You have this power of speech that you, you can say things where, like, almost like gospel. Like. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, I mean that in the sense when you have a, when you have someone <laughs> saying the gospel, it has to be somebody who's good with their words. There has to be somebody that um, can speak truth diplomatically or in a way that, like, we're thinking it. I really try and speak to people in a way that they will hear me. I don't try and just, like, hammer whatever I'm believing or whatever I want to say down people's throats. I really try and, like, kind of take an evaluation, like a mental evaluation of the person that I'm speaking with or the group that I'm speaking to and try and, like, word it in a way that they will hear me. I think that you're also open to learning from someone else's opinion. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. everything. Not even fucking close. Yeah. So I think that, that that's great. Like you, like you said these women they they talk to each other and that's why you started this group because you're like you know we can all help each other out but you have to be willing to have an open mind in those conversations mm -hmm. well that's the bigger picture is helping people <coughs> and you know the purpose of the group but then there's all these little things like in between that like the quirkiness of it like everybody's got a different way of like your love languages and the way you communicate and the way you respond to things. Oh, girl, you're going to get me going on love languages. <laughs> I know, right? I love that book. And that that book with like learning your five love languages, yeah. which ones are yours, plus the color thing and the Enneagram. I am just like soaking in everybody's personalities. Can we, can Have you ever done the personality test? Yes. Okay. Is this what we're which talking one? about? We were just talking about this. Yeah, we were is just talking about, talking about. Are you talking about like the color e test? N the Enneagram? F P, like you, there's like your 16 personalities. That would be your Enneagram, I think. Because then you're like. The professor, the adventurer, like all those. Yeah. 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 She was just. Yeah, My family is super big <coughs> in those <Excuse> tests. <coughs> I know. <coughs> I'm sorry. Really sorry, everybody. Um, we are in cold season. <laughs> I'm not sick. I just have like this like dry tickle in my throat Great. that won't go away. Well, I've been like covering my my mic and I'm like turning in coughing. So I really apologize to anybody if that's driving them crazy. It's no, she's it's smoking. not. Fucker. Tiffany started smoking. I did not. Jill Ika. I saw her cigarette. Fucking <laughs> 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 hate you. She's a sellout. Um, I thought that was my kid screaming. Sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> it's the it's recycling truck outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so can we talk a little bit about this test? Because um, now you told me my colors earlier. Colors? I, what are you talking about? I know about? we're going to do it again. Let's do it again. Let's rewind. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. It literally takes like five minutes to do the color test and we could all do it and oh. like... I don't know. We could like maybe do a podcast on personality types or something. Oh. We could do it right now. Let's do it. Okay. So the color test, it's a quick personality uh, test. And um, this is different than the one I talked to you about. The 16 the, These are different. Yeah. Okay. So the one that I'm talking about is um, you're either, there are four main personality types, like big, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like, not like specific but like vast or something like general vague yeah general general <laughs> i got your back girl i this is I'm my gospel that, that i preached that. <laughs> she always I was the shocked. weirdest words she's always like table 
I try like, to no. I try to play these games. <laughs> yeah, and she says like the weirdest shit. You're I like, know. that's nothing to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna find this so I can like properly explain it and not try and use my own words. Hold on. You're gonna do a synop- synopsis. Synopsis. Yeah, synopsis. Synopsis. That's a, that's yeah. a big word. Yeah, <laughs> I was struggling with that one. She's it was struggling. in my head, and I was like, spell it. Synopsis. S y p n o s i s. Real close. Um. S y n o p i s e s i s. It's e s i s, isn't it? S y n o p s i s. Yeah, that's what I said. Or s y s. Google it. No, oh, I'm. I don't know how to spell it. Siri, how do S-Y-N-P-O-S-I-S. you spell synopsis? S y n p o s i s. Oh, we were right. S y n o p n o p s i s. Yep. Woohoo! Gold star for Jill. Okay, so the color test says you have like there's four general personality types. Red is self-motivated, driven to succeed. You're a leader and a planner. You're well-organized. You're comfortable taking charge. Blue loves to have fun. They're the life of the party. They like to travel, love meeting new people. (laughs) Yellow, yeah. Yellow is you put your own needs last. You're more comfortable behind the scenes. You love to help others. You love to encourage others. And green is your researcher. You're methodical. You can be slow to make decisions. You like facts and you like dates. And you can be uncomfortable with new situations and new people. So these are like... I feel like I'm all of those. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Okay, when I first <laughs> when I first did my color test, I was like 26, 23, 24, and 27% like oh, all so the Oh, so you're well-rounded. So I was like a little bit of everything, but you constantly are changing. And in the business that I'm in, I'm con- and especially running Bad Moms, I'm constantly growing. So when I redid my color test a few months ago, I was like a red dominant by by like that was like 37 I feel like it would change every day it changes all the time right so but then I did it again and again like especially for women with our hormones and personalities well in chapters in your life so yeah like when you're experiencing something say traumatic and stressful or you're in bliss in your life Mm-hmm. You're you know, like in those traumatic, stressful things. Yeah, you want to be yellow. You're like, I want to h- hide right now. Yeah, yeah. And you're, it doesn't go away in a day or two. Like sometimes it's like a couple weeks. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like that. So if you want to do the color test, the personality color quiz, it's uh, jacobadamo.com. Well, give it to me. Let's do it. Oh, here. Click start. Oh, begin gosh. one. I wanted you to read it. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay, I'll read it out to you. Okay, so we're gonna do this for Joe. <laughs> The first question is, choose the word or phrase that best suits you. Sensitive, structured, trusting, confident. Gosh, this is... <laughs> first instinct. Confident? There we go. Yeah, if you overthink it, 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 it's not true. It's like the first word that grabs you. You should have said that before. Sorry. It's the first word that grabs you. <laughs> Just so you know, Joe. <laughs> choose the word or phrase that best suits you. Spontaneous, checks with others, dreamer, or analytical. Spontaneous. Likes organization, likes involvement, likes to explore, or likes being straightforward? Organized. Easily offended, rebellious, dictatorial, or stubborn? Stubborn. Demanding, nurturing, passionate, or persistent? Mm, Persistent. (laughs) Takes charge, resists change, likes to brainstorm, or joiner? Uh, I like to brainstorm. 
energetic, overgenerous, cautious, harmonious. Overgenerous. Same. Damn it. Caring and helpful, spunky, steadfast behavior, or outspoken. Spunky. Disciplined, forceful, believable, charismatic. Charismatic. <laughs> Would you say that too? Idealist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Idealist, compassionate, daring, or dutiful. Uh, daring? These are hard. Oh, yeah. The, you haven't even got the hard ones yet. Contented, logical, friendly, or bold and audacious. <laughs> bold. Imaginative, accurate, and precise, eager beaver, or well-liked. Eager beaver? You're well, just saying that because it said beaver. I know. <laughs> How did you know that? Well, it is box talk. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. We're so punny. Just kidding. Totally punny. Open-minded, reserved, powerful, inventive. Open-minded. Traditional, authoritative, independent, or team player. Independent. Conscientious, attentive, and attentive, that's one option. Restless, talkative, or modest and unassuming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. like what was together? Conscientious and attentive, okay, or well. restless, or talkative, no. or modest and unassuming. Talkative. <clears throat> Here we are on our ding, podcast. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> Controller, designer, leader, or counselor. Mm, controller. Meticulous, self-directed, supportive, workaholic. Meticulous. Attentive to detail, highly imaginative, industrious, hope for the best, fear for the worst. <laughs> industrious. <gasps> People-oriented, results-oriented, task-oriented, or idea-oriented. People-oriented. Emotional, flexible and adaptable, particular or likes recognition i'd say flexible you can't do the split working yet. on my splits <laughs> <laughs> damn it are you irritable easily slighted rigid or easily threatened oh probably easily threatened carefree strict indirect or frank and candid mm, carefree schedule oriented goal oriented capable or volunteers for tasks i'd say volunteer for tasks thrives on compliments avoids causing attention dry sense of humor excels under pressure excels under pressure for all of you that can hear me going, oh, yeah, under my breath, I have a really bad headache and I'm like rubbing oils really hard You're into like my brain. You're digging that shit in your I know. Skull. It feels really nice. <laughs> what happened? Um, I got in a really bad car accident like six years ago and I have a really bad soft tissue damage and nerve damage that goes like right up this side of my head Gosh. into my brain. So I get like really, really, really bad tension headaches very easily. So like sitting here for a while, it gets really sore. Well, put your phone up. I don't get tech neck. Yeah. There you go. There we go. <laughs> you got grandma. Now you got grandma neck. <laughs> um, are you strong-willed and determined or set high standards, enthusiastic to help, and enjoys meeting new people? 
High standards. Preferred trendy clothing. You like to be yes. thorough. <laughs> Loves team activities or very self-confident. Trendy clothing. <laughs> Everything has its place. You're usually right. You avoid conflict. Yeah, I'm usually right. Or you look good on the outside. <laughs> usually right? Tip okay, well, now we have to head. email this. Jill. I don't even know your last name. Vanderwall. Jill V. <laughs> Type in your email and then send Sounds it to yourself. Dirty. Jill, Jill Vagina. Jill Vagina. Jill Vagina. <laughs> that wasn't funny, Tiff. I really like that, Jill. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Gina. Jill Vagina. It's a V, not Gina. I'm well, red. <laughs> vagina. 29% red. 29% blue. Uh oh. 22% green. And 18% yellow. Well, shoot. That's not a definite answer. Well, well it kind of is because yeah, is. you're like equally you're split between two. red and blue. So, like, you're a leader and you're a people person and you're. Okay, so if you're going over the red, the like highlighted points are it's a troublesome shade, um, it's a typical shade and a true shade. Blue is also a troublesome, typical, and true shades. Oh, and shit. it goes into like Don't the troll. whole like dissection of your personality just based on that like short quiz but you can also do an enneagram test now that everybody knows everything about me just kidding (laughs) now that we know how difficult chill is (laughs) 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 sorry i keep looking at my phone but i'm i'm bidding on these used skis (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just watching my bid Yeah, so with the Enneagram, it's split into, like, three things. So, like, fear, anger, and image. And then there's nine different personality types. So, like, you're a perfectionist, a giver, a performer, a romantic, an observer, a questioner, an epicure, or a boss, or a mediator. So the mediator is also a peacemaker. And then it goes in, it, like, is a whole graph that, like, breaks it down. So it gives you, uh, is that a graph that everybody looks at, or is that her graph? No, this is just a, this doesn't have any, it doesn't have results on it. It just shows. Oh, I see. How it's all laid out. Okay. Yeah. So, um, cool. if you want to do an Enneagram test there, it's 12 bucks. Oh. And you can do the test online. I've paid my $12 for my code and I haven't done it yet. Oh. I know. And how long does it normally take? Uh, it's like 10 or 15 minutes to oh, do. okay. Yeah. It's like the same series of questions, like a little bit. Sure. Uh, deeper and a little bit less vague, but. Yeah. Yeah. Sit in a comfortable quiet place mm-hmm. think about those answers yeah <laughs> light a candle i don't know why like with stuff like that i always wait like i bought the thing for the enneagram but like i don't really want to know yet so i'm not doing a pussy. it but same thing like i bought the um tw- uh 23 and me uh, the dna like ancestry oh, yeah? kit yeah i bought it like and Amazon Prime Days, like, last year. And I, it's just been sitting in my cupboard because I still haven't done it. And I don't really want to know yet. Mm. <coughs> my, I think it's also, that might happen, like, that might be coupled with the same reason why a lot of people don't want to get uh, tested or blood tests or, you know, like. Probably, because every time I think that I want to do it, I'm hungover. And I'm like, but I'm going to have to spit, fill this vial up with spit. And it's going to be, like, dry mouth hangover <laughs> spit. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. She's a drunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her ancestries. Basically. 
Your liver is pickled. <laughs> pickled. That's funny. Um, so something I really wanted to touch on for a minute, um, and this kind of topic really is close to my heart because I see it time and time again, and anytime I feel a little bit um, pulled in different directions, it has everything to do with uh, conflict of character, mm-hmm. characters, right? And so we were talking a little bit about um, this is the biggest lesson that you've learned, and it was acceptance. Mm-hmm. So that's my year for twenty, or my word for twenty nineteen. Yeah. So, um, my my philosophy on that is very probably close to yours, and because I think what like when we talk about relationships and like we meet somebody that we completely click with and you form this bond and friendship or or your significant other or whatever your new lover um well especially lovers because you spend so much time together mm-hmm. but it's we we get attracted to each other because we have these qualities that we admire about one another like you like the way you feel when you're around this person or whatever whatever but there's this saying where I love is love me for me um, but I'll tell you this I will disappoint you you will be mad at me we may not get along all the time but you got to love me for who I am in spite of those things and I think because especially with social media um, we have this perfect picture of what we see in a relationship or what we want around us and like what we expect out of people because we're always seeing the good part social media has absolutely shit on our expectations of the world it really has skewed Mm -hmm. i think this part of the conversation uh we're gonna dive a little bit deep in because um we're a lot i I notice a lot of people are really quick to uh judge and be and defriend Mm -hmm. people based on their you know not strengths and maybe weaknesses um, let's talk about that because I know you're, you see a lot of that and we know not everybody's going to like us and we're not going to like everybody, but when it comes down to it, once you can, you know, uh, step over these hurdles of like your deeper issues, there is a point where we can just kind of accept people for who they are. You're going to have your party friends. You're going to have certain friends you can tell certain things to. You're going to have your sport friends. You're going to have your church friends, whatever religious but I'm just mm-hmm. saying like so um yeah so what has inspired you to now make this your word for the year hashtag acceptance um that is like a question that has a very complex deep answer <laughs> <laughs> let's get into we're it we're getting dirty sister. um And my Baileys and coffee is now finished. <laughs> I have more Baileys in the cupboard if you want some. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, my, my word of acceptance was chosen because I've always, ever since <coughs> I can remember when I was a kid, I have always been an absolute worry wart. And that worry, that, that worrisome uh, mentality kind of turned me into not kind of it did turn me into an absolute control freak and I felt like I always I've you know I've suffered some really really huge traumas in my life and and they started in my childhood and um 
So I always try and control the situation. Like I would never go to a concert with my friends downtown, for example, because I didn't want to drive and if, or I didn't want to be without a vehicle in case I needed to leave or wanted to leave whenever yeah. I wanted to and not when the group wanted to or, um, you know, and I just started seeing those behaviors like really getting into my personal life and it was really interrupting my relationship with my now husband and then best, at the time, this was my best friend and, um, I just had my son, uh, he's just over a year old and I just didn't want to be that person. Like it wasn't doing me any favors and it wasn't, um, I just didn't like the person that I was becoming in situations that I couldn't control basically. So, um, you know, struggling in my relationship, trying to like pull my head out of my ass at the same time. I, I don't know. It's just a personal a growth thing for me. To- Play it really you is, don't but know what to do, right? Well, and you like know, you know what though? Like, I, I, I had my son. Um, I, I got into a really bad car accident six years ago, and I have uh, brain damage, nerve damage, soft tissue damage. I had major hip surgery, and so I live with chronic pain and um, chronic, like, constant cognitive problems. And I just could never accept that that was my life, and so I was always angry i i couldn't accept that i had stretch marks even though i have this beautiful boy because of because of my body and how i could never thank my body for it so i always um just felt so insecure and my husband is like got his own set of issues minor at at that but nobody's perfect and we all have i just yeah but yeah. but his in the big big scheme of things i don't have a lot to complain about him mm. But the things that I do, like, I just couldn't let it go. And so it was always, I couldn't find a way to get through it. So I was always angry and always frustrated. And I just, I just needed to let it go. And so, and, and part of, you know, my, my journey with my oils and stuff is I, our motto is we rise by lifting others. And I just really looked at myself one day I was watching my son playing and I was trying to build my team with my business and I just thought, how can I lift other people up if I'm constantly beating myself down? Like, that's not the person that I want to be. So I chose the word acceptance to be what I focus on in 2019. And that's like accepting of myself. I now don't hate my stomach. I don't hate my stretch marks. I don't hate that I battle with my weight. I don't hate the little flaws that my husband has I like he still pisses me right off but like and I have my days and whatever but I'm really trying hard to accept the things that I can't change and even the ones that I can change like I have to give myself grace because your life is a journey and not like overnight is my body going to bounce back from my son and and especially when I battle with like depression and anxiety like it's just not it's just not going to happen so I have to give myself some well, it's Some also breaks. educating yourself in the sense of what a post body looks like. What a postpartum body looks like, yeah, for sure. Right. For sure it is. You're gonna have to um pause it here. Let's take a quick pause. Cool. Cool. Fucking dick. <laughs> so, your word acceptance. This so I guess even um, the ankle. I, I was, apologize for crying. I don't like to cry in front of people. It makes me really uncomfortable. I wish uncomfortable. I could cry. Makes you maybe feel a little <laughs> vulnerable. You know, like when you say you don't like crying in front of people, but 
this is a level of like, you know, when you're talking about acceptance, you get, and we all do this. And I can totally resonate with what you're saying. It's kind of my, my segue leading into it. I did not know that that's what you were talking about in acceptance, but it is true. You need to accept yourself before you can really start accepting the people around you. Well, it's not even just that. It's that I have to accept my journey (coughs) because I was so stuck on like, I didn't choose this life with my car accident and stuff like that changed my life for the rest of my life. And like, I didn't choose that for myself being born either. No, but like, exactly. But there's so many things that I didn't choose that like all these factors that I had no control over that I had to just like surrender. Like, and a lot of people find that when they find God or whatever, like they surrender to a higher power or whatever they're doing. Like, I just really had to like kind of take a little leap of faith and like surrender to myself. Like, stop being so mean to yourself. I actually listened to the book, um, uh, Killing Your Inner Mean Girl, Mm. Killing Your Inner Mean Girl. Fuck, is it a great book? I bet. And it changed like the whole way that I think about myself. Who wrote that book? I wonder if they have it on ebooks. It sounds good. It's on Audible. I like it. Oh, it's um, Yeah. So, does that mean they read it to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I do oh, this mastering all the time. your inner mean girl. Um, it's I have a hard time sitting there with a book. When she need- Melissa oh, Ambrosini. Her voice too. No, you can't. That she's Australian. You have to listen. to <laughs> You can sample them, and then <laughs> you can see. Like you can pick. There's few, sometimes a few versions, and you can pick which one sounds the best to you. Yeah, except this is the author that reads it, and you can't pick another one. Oh. But it's only an hour and a half to listen to the. Or oh no, it's like seven hours to listen to the whole book. <laughs> But you got me excited an hour and a half. Um, best hour and a half book I have ever listened to is the Four Year Career. Oh, mm-hmm. Four Year Career. It's super cool. It's pretty much all about like multi level marketing and like it busts a whole bunch of myths around that and like tells you explains why it's like a good choice for the people that want to do it and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guy that wrote it, he worked for like a chicken uh, at a chicken slaughterhouse, and he. On a, he worked in the slaughterhouse at a chicken farm and he like was like I have this plan like I have a retirement plan already I'm never doing this and then the company did some like uh, changes and he had to have a college degree to move up in the company and he's like I'm not fucking doing that and his friend had started like a him. multi-level marketing company before with him with an MLM before and he's like I don't even want to hear it don't even fucking talk to me whatever and then uh, after this whole change his friend was like he went to go and have beers with his buddy and like kind of decompress after like I don't know what I'm gonna do and he saw his friend had like shaved off his beard cut his hair like he was like living in a really nice place and uh just like a really a lot more well-rounded than he was before and he's like what are you doing like what's up and he started talking to him about like the community and stuff and like how just like all about his journey right yeah um how he uh, it changed his life yeah Yeah. how he turned how he transformed so he's like fuck i'll give it a shot yeah and now he's like the top of a major mlm and he was like super against it and stuff so it was pretty cool it's pretty cool to hear um people's experiences and stories because a lot of the times in success at the end of the success you didn't that wasn't in your vision you didn't know that that was where you're going to be we Mm -hmm. just did an interview uh the other day on someone who's done very well in his business and his life and it it went in that direction he didn't even plan it just like the just like your mom's group Mm -hmm. that was 
near and dear to your heart. Whatever you did it for your own it's just a hobby, selfie, selfish reasons. That's how my oil career started out too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. selfish reasons, and you're basically doing and saying what other people are thinking and wanting to do, mm-hmm. and so they just automatically will gravitate toward it. So that's pretty cool. Um, now, do you want to get into oils a little bit? I see you got your oil book. It smells really good around here. <laughs> you know, like, I know we've referred to oils and stuff. Um, I'm not really, I, I do have like a million questions, but I know you have a really cool story about how you started. Do you want to get into that? Sure. Um, Tiff's just hit me with like all the, all the feels today. Woohoo! Um, so I got in, a, as I said, a really bad car accident um, six years ago. And I, for those of you who obviously don't know, um, I was on the Mary Hill Bypass at a complete stop and I got rear-ended by two cars going 90 kilometers an hour. And I got sandwiched in between them and um, a lifted F-150. So how did you get hit by two cars? Because I got, I was at a stop, I got rear-ended. That truck pushed me into the next one and then somebody hit the guy that hit me. And then I got pushed into the other lane of traffic and hit by another car. And I was yeah, like, I just break it down for the non-knowers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the non-visionaries. <laughs> and uh, I'm really, really fortunate to be alive. The <coughs> fireman told me that the only reason why I wasn't dead was because I drove a hybrid, and that is like having 400 D-sized batteries in your trunk. The that was whole, a large vehicle. Well, I know I like had a, a I had SUV, a wasn't it? yeah I had a, a Ford Escape hybrid, mm. and the trunk of my car was right behind my driver's seat oh my god mm-hmm. and you i was just, like and thank god you were by yourself yeah and i was so tiny at the time like i was probably like 115 pounds soaking wet i my seats were leather they broke my driver's seat broke backwards and i slid underneath the seat belt underneath the dash and it was wrapped around my chest like Holy really tightly balls. and my legs were like froggered like my knees were at my ears and I was in that position for the second collision and it broke a piece of bone off inside my hip and I had to get um, hip surgery and I have two anchors in my hip holding the cartilage down and I have like torn, like my SI joint on my left side is torn and will never be repaired. I have lots of things. So um, anyway, after that, this is pre-baby. After that, I uh, started doing like physio and massage therapy and everything and I wasn't working. I was in so much pain. And my doctor was prescribing me 375 Percocets a month. And so I was taking that for pain management. And then on top of that, on the bad days, I had hydromorphone. And those are like super, super strong. And then um, I couldn't sleep because those kind of give you a high and keep you awake. And so they gave me, um, well, that and chronic pain and like headaches and stuff. They gave me uh, Zopiclone, like sleeping, really strong sleeping pills. And then I was getting really bad migraines. So I was on uh, migraine medication, which if you take over like a few a month, like I'm talking like two or three a month, it increases your chance, especially if you're a woman, of having a stroke by 800%. And I was taking three a week. And um, the things they don't tell you. Yeah. And then I wasn't feeling well. Well, it's all in fine print, though. Sure. So I really wasn't feeling well. I was like just getting like, it was like a downhill spiral. Like I was just getting really more and more depressed and I just felt like there was a bandaid being put on everything. So um, finally I just had this one night and I just like snapped <coughs> and I took myself to the hospital and I was like, I, I 
or to the doctor's office, I mean, I'm like, I don't feel good. Like, this isn't me. I really need some help. So they put me on antidepressants and that was the first time I'd ever tried them. And three weeks later, I was suicidal. What? And so yeah. The opposite effect. And so it had, and, and that's a known side effect of Ciprolex. So I went to, I took myself to the hospital and I said, I really think I want to kill myself, but like, I really don't want to die. Like, this isn't me. I'm not feeling right. Like, I want to be, flush all this shit out of my system. Like, get it out. So they did that, and as soon as it was out of my system a couple days later, I felt fine. Like, I felt like the fog lift. I was on an IV, and I had, like, fluids and stuff going through my body, like, and I was taking, uh, I don't know, they gave me some medication. Just, I think it was, like, a a hospital detox kind of thing. And, but I was having a real hard time sleeping and stuff, and then managing my pain. And um, about a month and a half after... I went to the hospital for this. Um, I'd been really struggling. I found out that I was pregnant with my son. And I was like three and a half weeks pregnant. So we found out really, really early. Which I'm glad that all of that stuff was out of my system when I first got pregnant. Um, but I knew that like I had to get a jump start on my life. And like manage my pain and my help with my um, depression. And just, you know, give me some different tools that aren't pills. So my girlfriend had been preaching to me about oils for like the longest time and I half gave in because I was desperate and really wanted help and I half gave in to shut her up. Um, She's so passionate about them, but I didn't like, my mom's a nurse and we're total Western medicine family. I, oils were like witchy voodoo to me. Eastern, yeah. Yeah. And like I, like I used peppermint for my headache, but I bought it at Save On Foods. Like it wasn't whatever so I spent my last $200 on my starter kit from Young Living and my girlfriend pretty much held my hand and walked me through the whole thing and um, I started using lavender for sleep and I started using frankincense on my face instead of other things and I started just really like opening myself up to like the toxins I was putting in my body aside from the medications that I had already quit taking like dryer sheets and laundry detergent and anything with fragrance candles etc like (coughs) makeup and everything and I slowly started getting rid of like one thing basically a month and now I'm like two years into my journey and I haven't had to take medication for any sort of back pain or migraines or anything like that like I still struggle with it but um, I really find a lot of support in my oils so but you're not getting the side effects from all the medication no not at all I don't have any of those side side effects effects. yeah yeah so I'm really like focusing on um, using natural like having a natural approach to our life like um, of course I use my oils but like you know if I'm feeling really anxious or really down I try and like get outside and get fresh air and exercise and you know, get that dopamine and endorphins going through my body. And uh, I try to just be a better person for my kid too yeah. and make better choices for him. Like seeing the the impact on our health that our everyday products have, like I am shocked at the things that are allowed on our shelves and that they're allowed to sell us um, because of the negative impact that they have on us. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, I want to make healthy decisions for him and I, for my son and I want to be teach him how to have like a healthy lifestyle and I want to have um my emotions as balanced as they can be and my brain as balanced as it can be and like there's nothing wrong well, we with had people to do all that before 
Western medicine. Totally, totally. There's nothing wrong. I just want to say there's nothing wrong with people who need antidepressants. Like, if you have a chemical imbalance in your brain, like, please get the help that you need. And if that's medication, like, don't ever feel ashamed that that's what your body needs. Like, they can work wonders. For some people, I have a lot of friends that are on them that, like, they are night and day, like, truly themselves. And they feel so much better and they function and they don't battle with the monsters in their head and like if that's the way that you need to go go that way like yeah, help yourself more, yeah but for some people like i m- like between myself and my doctors and my family we've come to the conclusion that i don't have a chemical imbalance my anxiety and depression is more situational and and, and, and um like a consequence of the things that I've gone through in my life and the traumas that I've dealt with. So and not dealing with them in a in an orderly fashion. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably coulda, shoulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, some of them were when I was a kid too, and like I didn't even remember that they happened. But obviously, my brain like shut it down. <coughs> I didn't remember they happened until I was twenty five years old. Yeah, and that's usually around the time that it starts really coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, I have seen it lots where you know the older you get, you they get worse in those monster mm-hmm. thoughts or you get better because you learn to mm-hmm. manage well and the power yeah. of your brain is so appalling like the human body in your brain is like it just floors me because you know if you have a trauma happen to you and your you you can't your body and your brain can't handle it your brain will actually take it crumple it in a little ball put it in a box and seal that box up tight so your body your memory you have no memory of this event to protect yourself yeah and slowly when like you're starting to cope and you get a little bit better and a little bit more relaxed your brain will open that box because you can finally deal with the trauma oh interesting it's so well, cool that's a good way to put it yeah i mean I yeah. can't I can't steal that 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 analogy because Lady Gaga said that. Lady Gaga. But it is like uh, the perfect way to describe your brain compartmentalizing something and putting it away. I can totally for trauma. with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I think there's a place for everything and I think it's really important to be diplomatic and also if you're sitting in a place of you know, um, sadness or uncertainty, or you don't feel like you have control in your life. I think it is really important to do what you can to balance yourself. So for one, just ask even yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, what is it that I need? Putting it out there into the universe. I'm open to new possibilities. I'm open to a new way of being. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when it's a sense of surrendering, when you surrender like that, the craziest shit can happen. Yeah. I think when my, when my, when we were on a little pause there, I was talking about surrendering to myself. I think when, um, my husband and I finally got together because we went back and forth, like we were best friends, went back and forth for a few years before we actually buckled down and dated. I remember that. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Mom brain. Yeah. Mom brain. Um, about. Oh, this is like with my with my oils and like what when I started getting into this, like I really had to um, surrender to the universe. Like I really had to trust the timing of the universe. Like him Jack, or Brett and I came to each other at exactly the right time. Like when we buckled down and decided like we're together, that's it, no more back and forth. My son came to me at exactly the right time in my life. Yep. Oils came to me at exactly the right time. So I've really well, learned to back, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So like looking back <coughs> at everything, like I have survived my survival rate against everything that has come my way is a hundred percent. So I haven't failed at anything that has come my way of like getting through it, dealing with it or whatever. Right. Like I'm still here. I'm learning from my experiences. I'm, I am doing great. And can I, can I say something? Cause 
um, failure, uh, I think that word is misconstrued a bit. Like it's got a bit of a, a, quite a bit of a negative twist to it because sometimes we feel like if we fail at something, we're, we're fucking losers. You can't grow we're without failure. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, a lot of, um, I could quote lots of people, uh, in, and I call them successful people because they understand the philosophy, this philosophy, but, um, they look for failure. Mm-hmm. They look for the challenge because the failure part is the journey <clears throat> you get from A to B. And once you get to B, then you're starting a new journey. And then mm-hmm. it's like, it's all that space in between. That's, that's the memorable part. Yeah. How did you get there? If you always do the same thing, then you're not ever stepping outside your comfort zone you're and there's no growth learn. there. Nope. You're never going to inspire. You're never exactly. going to, you know, grow as a person, um, you know, and all that good stuff. So yeah. anyways, so, carry on. so carry I, on. I had, I really had to take a look at like the universe and be like, okay, um, I, I trust you. So I surrendered having control over everything, like everything. And I mean everything. Is that because you, you understood the fact that you had no control in these certain areas of yeah, your life? Yeah, I understood that I didn't have control over these things. And I, I was constantly setting myself up for like the bad kind of failure where I, I can't control everything, but I would always try to. So I just decided like, you know what? I'm going to surrender this to the universe. I'm going to trust, put my trust in it. And I'm just going to try and be the best version of myself that I can be and always pick um, always, always try and grow. So uh, when I started this, this is how my word acceptance kind of came into play. I, all of last year, at the end of the day, I always asked Brett, my husband and myself, um, what was your, what was your favorite part of your day today? So we would always talk about this and he would tell me and that. then he would ask me and then I would say, okay, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite thing about yourself today? And so he would tell me his favorite thing about himself, and I would tell him my favorite part about myself. Did you ever feel like corny doing that? Yeah, absolutely. But do you know <laughs> yeah. how? But do you know how freeing it is to like get it out there? And then I would ask him like, "What do you want to work on? Like, what was the least favorite thing about yourself, or least favorite thing that you did today? And like, yeah. what do you? How do you want to work on it?" And that was like how we kept each other accountable. Yeah. And and we really made the effort to do that because then you're putting it out on the table there's no way that we can ignore our flaws or like things that we want to work on or like you know we can't ignore our successes either yeah for the day and that made it a lot less scary for me yeah to kind of give up control and and put myself out there because it's really it's a vulnerable thing to well you've also put yourself out there like that all those thoughts those limited beliefs Mm -hmm. too so that's why it's also so freeing so anything that you've thought that kind of stymied you and to that upset and why you're upset about something mm-hmm. you've now let that go by surrendering mm-hmm. now it's like you know what fuck it put all those negative thoughts and emotions aside and i'm willing to do anything that you know that come bring it my way well and i actually bring it my way. Bring i actually it one of my problems is like brushing things off and putting it to the side and well, i'm a, i went and saw a counselor and she told me i'm a stuffer so I like take all the bad things and I stuff them down and down and down and down. And then one day I just explode. And yeah, yeah. so I didn't want to do that anymore. So I also have been focusing really hard on um, if I have a negative feeling or whatever, I allow, I recognize it. I try and figure you out where it's it? coming from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I allow myself to feel it, but not wallow in it. Yeah, so yeah. I feel it and I try to my best to like go back in my mind and understand why I'm feeling that way. And as soon as I do, I just accept that. 
and think about what I'm gonna do going forward and I let it go and those feelings are literally gone yeah so I let them like pass through me and like I use my oils I use my meditation I take my quiet time I use my exercise <coughs> to do that and like not is one thing doesn't just it's not like a fleeting moment it's not like a five minute thing this is like you know this last week has been a big one my my nephew just got diagnosed with leukemia and we're going through some family problems with it and obviously it's a hard time and I've had to like really accept some of the feelings that I have surrounding this and and work through it so devastating I try to like breathe it in let myself feel it recognize that I'm feeling this way accept it and let it go so I imagine it coming in through the top of my head and then as I'm working on it, it goes lower and lower and lower in my body and then I wash it out and let it out through my feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that having these feelings is not, and if you are in that place, it's not, it doesn't make you a bad person or a weak person either. Um, th- a lot of things can be slippery slope, mm-hmm. especially when you're like in your mind and you're the way you're talking to yourself mm-hmm. and the way you have these thoughts can progress over time without even you recognizing it. You know? Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in this place of, holy shit, I need to make some changes. How the fuck did I get here? Yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. So I really encourage people, you know, not to wrong yourself forever, you know, being in those moments, but definitely take the time once in a while, step out of, you know, yourself and give yourself a chance just to break from all of that, you know, ground yourself whether it's some sort of meditation or something like you said, like acknowledge these feelings, sit with them, feel them. And by doing these, these processes and just allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to move forward, it, it takes that away from you. So now you're not focused on this thing and it opens you up to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just, you open yourself up to something else to deal with something else that will come in your life and usually it's a positive one and if it is a negative one that's where you're meant to be Mm -hmm. and whatever you dealt with that was a lesson for you to now deal with this Mm -hmm. right you know when people always say like oh but we're here we're you know the the everybody's on a pursuit of happiness like oh but we're here to be happy we're meant to be happy like oh we should all be happy it's like yes we should but like with your purpose you should be happy with your with your purpose and with your journey and with your growth and your level of growth like every single day is it a realistic expectation of ourselves for like every single day that you wake up that you're just like ah i'm in a great mood like let's get you done woo yeah it's not (laughs) realistic so like if you wake up and you have a shitty day and you don't want to get out of bed like let that be your one day but don't roll it into a week or a month or a year like yeah and if it is then do the necessary steps exactly exactly you know give um, yourself grace that was my thing last year is grace that was my word I like that word. Mm-hmm. That's my middle name. Grace in my life. It's my middle name. Grace. Yeah, Gracie. Gracie. Only because it's my great grandma's name was Grace, and my nana, her daughter's middle name is Grace, so they didn't want the same one, so she named me Gracie. Gracie. <laughs> Reminds me of Gracie Lou Freebush Grace. from uh, Miss Congeniality. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. It's a pretty name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> these are amazing topics. I think we divin, divin, dived, dived, dove, dug, dug. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Really deep. Yeah, we did. Um, what, what are the? Because essential oils, being a um an Eastern medicine, 
and history has a way of repeating itself. What are some myths that you can break for us? Um, Things that you hear a lot of. Jill, do you have anything? Well, you know I do. Well. Tiff and I got told. Who told us that? I don't even remember. Um, that you're not supposed to put essential oils on your skin. Um, I don't, whoops, I don't know who told you that, but, uh, I definitely wouldn't be putting essential oils that I bought at a health food store or at the Save on Foods or anything like that on my skin. Um, How do you know what you're getting is what you're getting? So. Opposed to doTERRA or. I'm not going to get into the Young Living versus doTERRA talk today. Okay. But, um. I will say that I buy my essential oils from Young Living and I am a rep that's like, you know, slowly building my business and getting up there um, because they're the only company that I trust. Essential oils are so highly unregulated that for any company to put on their label that um, they have their pure therapeutic ketones or ketones pure therapeutic grade essential oils I'm so thirsty I really want my ketones but um, pure therapeutic grade essential oils that um, there only has to be 5% essential oil in the bottle and they can dilute it with whatever they want so and they don't have to disclose it because it's a trade secret so um, yeah it could be like anything that they put in in the bottle with five percent of essential oils whereas like young living (coughs) um they created their own transparent uh promise which is a seed to seal promise Mm -hmm. you can check it out at www.seedtoseal.com where they can promise you where they know that where their seeds are sourced from how they're grown how they're made whatever and then they know exactly what kind of soil they're being planted in their their farms that they either own or they partner with they're, they all have the exact same standard um, as Young Living. And uh, they promise everything, trans- complete transparency until it's sealed in the bottle, from seed to the seal in the bottle. Um, and you can go and participate at any of the Young Living farms in the distillation process and the harvesting process. Um, they don't have anything to hide. They encourage people to go and test their oils and stuff. So Young Living oils are absolutely pure. They're non-diluted at all, unless it specifies on the bottle. There's a few of them that are ready to put on your skin. Um, but specific, yeah, Yeah. when you are using essential oils, um, essential oils that are pure are so highly concentrated, um, like to make a five mil bottle of rose oil, it takes 22 pounds of petals. What? Yeah. So that's in one, there's about 85 drops in a five mil bottle. Yeah. You're, if you split 22 pounds up by 85, you, one drop is like. Rose seems to be the most expensive one. Is that's it because so it takes so much to make it. So the idea that it's bad for you is if people are overusing it. Uh, the idea that it's bad for you is if people are using um, or consuming it. If they're well, no, if they're using essential oils that they're not sure what the ingredients are in and they can't absolutely prove the ingredients that are in it, um, then you don't know what you're putting on your skin. And also, essential oils are so highly concentrated that some of them are safe to put neat, which means you don't use a carrier oil. Um, a carrier oil is like something that um, carries the oil into your skin. So it can be like olive oil, coconut oil, okay. fractionated coconut oil, jojoba oil, etc. 
um, you want to dilute them because you can cause over, oh, you can get oversensitive to them. So mm -hmm. they can start giving you a headache or whatever because they're so concentrated, right? Good. Whenever you're using anything, whether it's natural or it's a pharmaceutical or like it's anything, you just want to use it safely. Yeah. And really educate yourself on how to properly use it. Again, you need to educate mm -hmm. yourself. Um, I use essential oils on my skin all day long. They've replaced my uh, face wash, my moisturizer, my toner, my perfume, everything. It's safe for the animals, the baby. Yeah. Yeah, I make sure that everything that Jack comes in contact with is diluted properly for his age group. And he's never had any issues with that. He's been, I've been putting oils on him since he was born. Uh -huh. The day he was born. Yeah. And um, he loves them. It's become a part of our daily routine. And uh, yeah, for my pets, um, I have a dog and a cat. And my dog, I just make sure that I don't use any hot oils, so like peppermint or anything like that directly on her. Yeah. Um, and with my cat, I just don't diffuse tea tree essential oil, and I don't use it on anything that she comes in contact with because it's mm. toxic to cats. Hi. Tea tree, that's something that's typically Ouch. used for uh, calming burn. No, wait. What's tea tree again? It's for? really, really good for your skin. It's, it's good for a really lot of things. Yeah, it's yeah. good for, it's good for dandruff. It's good for dry skin. <coughs> it's good for scars. I really feel bad that I'm coughing like that. I'm like, it's okay. No, really. I'm, like, every time I do it, it's like this big ball of phlegm. You need some RC on your chest. Hook it up, girl. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of touched base on everything. Is there anything you want to add, Jess? Okay, here's a question. Hmm. <coughs> I mean, we've probably already discussed this because we've talked all, a lot about you know things you're passionate about. But if you were to have you know uh, you know something that's close to your heart and that you want the world to know, what what is it? Something that's close to my heart that I want the world to know. Like what? What's your what's your message? I mean, I feel like this whole podcast was about your message, but I think that. Um, just really be your true self like speak your truth no matter what that is and never ever you know go against what you believe in no matter what it is like we're all different and you know all these girls trying to look like Kardashians or whatever like be your true authentic self and find people that make you feel good and no matter if these people that make you feel bad are related to you or that your lifelong friends or it's your husband or your children or your parents or whatever like don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and don't be afraid to make decisions um that are good for your soul you only have your one life as corny as that is like you really only have this one life that you're gonna remember so live it to the fullest and like never be afraid to look yourself in the face and be vulnerable with yourself um because that's how you're going to grow and I promise that like I've been on one side of I've been in a dark 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 hole and thinking that there's like no way that I'm gonna you know get through to the other side um where the grass is a bit greener or anything like that and it was a lot of hard work but it's so worth it and it's a lot of hard work it's, it's a lot of hard work it's not an overnight it's thing it. it's a constant like your life is an entire journey so just treat it that way don't act like you don't think that you have to be perfect don't think that you have to know everything like that's just not realistic and you're going to constantly set yourself up for disappointment so speak your truth do what you have to do to yeah. live a good life yeah. and never stop wanting to grow i think too like a great importance with all of that to help is like 
know that everything that comes your way is meant to happen. Yeah. Even if you're in your darkest place and you're hitting rock bottom, like mm -hmm. you're meant to be there because mm -hmm. when you get out of that, when you get out of that, that is your story to tell for somebody. And that I will have help helped so many people, not even like just with oils. Like obviously my story is a big part of why I got into oils and like what I tell people and how it's helped me. But like my story, now that I'm on the other side of it, I have helped so many people feel even just like so small as them feeling, making them feel normal. Like yeah. if they're having like a really bad day, I just, this is normal. Like they get the reassurance or, you know, there's people that I've taken on the journey with me on like my meditation and with my oils and stuff and like how I am trying to live my life. And like, I'm not a pinnacle of perfection at all, but like, none of us are, but I, but seeing that, how many, you got your own issues to well, work exactly. Out. <laughs> but seeing how many people's lives, like I have helped be better and be different just because of the dark place that I was in. I always said like I was handed this deck of cards because other people maybe wouldn't deal with it the same way. And like, or I they're always gonna need your help when you come around. Yeah. Or like, you, but you know, like I'm, I'm always like, I'm a talker and I'm a giver and I'm a lover. And like maybe the people that, that don't have the family and the support around them, like I did at the time, maybe they wouldn't get through it the same way. And maybe they wouldn't, have a success story and maybe they wouldn't be able to help other people and maybe they wouldn't be okay. Yeah. And so I always think like the hand that you're given, you're given because you can deal with it. You yeah. can handle it. So get through it in a certain way, do what you got to do. And just, I don't know if you think you're doing something bad, you probably are. <laughs> so That's kind of funny. So let's end it on that note. And um, I want to recognize the fact that we're all wearing pink today. Yeah. It is anti-bullying day and we don't, we don't hate on anybody because we know when anybody is bullying anybody else, um, people who hurt want others to hurt. Oh, they're just internally hurting yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of what we're talking about in this podcast helped develop that defense mechanism to show those fucking assholes <laughs> to, <laughs> to beat sand. Those douche No, but like. It, it's a it's They're a douche thing to just do. As much. It, I, I know, know, but it Let's does not, not give. That. It's not an excuse <clears throat> to make someone else hurt. No, it's not. no. You're intentionally trying to hurt somebody and make their life hell or or hurt their feelings. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. So, thank you so much, Jess. Thank you for having mm -hmm. me. I love you. I was really nervous to do this, like Isn't disclosure. This fun? It was so much fun, and I it's a lot easier than than you thought, wasn't it? Um, no, because you hit me with some big feels that I wasn't prepared for, and I cried on a microphone. Yeah, you did, but um, <laughs> but hey, this is I'm real not, talk, right? That's authentic. Yep, that's me, and that's why everybody loves you because you are real, and I think that's a good message to put out. And that's when you're the most lovable is when you are yourself without oh, any thanks, of these, man. you know, uh, uh, negative mm -hmm. talk in our head. Like, we mm -hmm. just got to sort that out sometimes, mm -hmm. right? For sure. But we can't judge those when it's going on for them. We just got to know what we need to do to yeah, persevere man. and move forward. Right? Yeah. Girl power! <laughs> can't <laughs> wait to come back. Yes. We'll definitely have you back. Sweet, man. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys, for listening to me for an hour and a half. <laughs> we just want to take a second to thank everybody so much for their support and feedback and to all of our listeners we have met lots of people on our journeys and we have been just touched by people's feedback 
and what they're saying about the podcast and how everybody's always looking forward to the next episode. But what would what would actually serve us the most and the best with these reviews is actually to go and rate and review the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Right? So so far we don't know how to rate and review on all of our platforms. And um, let's let's out our platforms right now where you can find us. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. That one's pretty straightforward. Um, Google Podcasts. We were just looking that one up. Yep. Is it super straightforward as well? Uh, it gets a little complicated. Okay. So by, you know, we have lots of platforms. Yeah. Like- um, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast. Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, Stitcher. Yeah, like I don't know what everybody listens to and what they're, um, you know, downloading their music and podcasts from. But the only way right now that we understand is that you can go to Google, no, no, sorry, iTunes Podcast. Yes. Right? Now you can't, you can't hashtag podcasts to find them. So when you go and search, uh, and if you're not sure what our podcast is called, say, like, if we got a bit of brain fart, you can type in health. Um, but we're not going to be right there for everybody to see because we don't, we're, we want to have our ratings up a little bit higher so that we can just show up. Yeah. Right. And in order to do that, ideally we need your help people. Yes. We need you to go to the iTunes app and search bar box talk podcast and go to your rate and reviews this is very straightforward in the other platforms it can get super confusing but this is the best way we can describe um, to hit our goals so it's very important to us Mm -hmm. if it's important to us i know it's important to you guys (laughs) right so we're gonna sign off on that beautiful note and again thank you so much for listening we love you all thank you